0: There's also a set of potential risks, which includes things like a foreign nation state, like China or Russia, acquiring this information. We already know that the Chinese government scrapes American social media to gather data on Americans. We already know that when the Russian government stole voter information in 2016, it used that to inform its disinformation. So. The fact that all of this data on us is out there on the open market introduces all
1: kinds of security risks as well. Welcome back to Debugger in 10, I'm your host, Bob Sullivan. John Oliver on his show last week tonight, tries to draw attention to very serious issues by piling on the jokes often with a generous helping of irreverence, and he usually ends with a made-for-TV stunt. It should come as no surprise that folks were pretty nervous after he recently took on the data broker industry. Thousands of companies you've probably never heard of hoard billions of data points about us, then buy and sell all this data in frantic online marketplaces. For the show, Oliver jumped into the business, and claims to have gathered some pretty sensitive information about adults who, let's just say, frequent the U.S. Capitol building. This wildly popular data broker episode perhaps attracted more attention to internet privacy than a decade's worth of reports by journalists and academics. But the show built on a lot of that work. A big part of Oliver's segment was derived from a recent research project on the data broker industry published by a team at Duke University, which was led by Justin Sherman, a fellow at Duke's Sanford School of Public Policy. He worked with Oliver's team for months on the segment. Here's my discussion with Justin Sherman. What is it like to see your name and your research on Last Week Tonight?
0: (laughs) uh surreal i think that's the best answer um i mean it really was in in an honest sense right i mean i've watched that show for years so so that was kind of crazy um but it was exciting too right Uh, to to be working on these issues and um you know care so much about things like data privacy and things like the sale of people's information and then to have that conversation go pretty mainstream and not just be between us privacy folks, but on uh, a major program that lots of different people watch. So
1: so um, surreal for sure, but, but also very exciting. It is hard, right? This issue is a, a little bit arcane and maybe it's, it's kind of hard to talk about at cocktail parties, right? So it must be gratifying to see a mainstream program like that pay attention to data privacy.
0: For sure. And I think, true to form, they covered the data broker issue in an understandable way, talking about everything from the funny, somewhat innocuous examples we're, uh, we're all familiar with of targeting someone with a particular ad for uh, a food item or a movie, all the way to getting into the more serious um, issues that folks have, have long studied on this topic, consumer exploitation, scams and fraud, uh, you know, even issues of of civil rights abuses and domestic violence that happen as a result of people's data being sold. So, it it definitely, as you said, is not something that's usually talked about at, at cocktail parties. But um, I'm happy that the programs seem to package it in a really understandable way. Um, you know, that people sort of sat back and and really understood a little bit better than they did at the outset what the harms are
1: has anything happened since the program aired?
0: it's gotten a ton of views on YouTube so that's that's good um, I saw just because I googled the other day just to sort of see what the media pickup was like that people magazine even did uh, an, an article on the episode which I, I you know, you told me a year ago that People Magazine would be covering data brokers that would have told you you were um, crazy. So so that's been good. And there has been a little bit of chatter, um, you know, from the folks I speak with on Capitol Hill about the episode and about these kinds of issues. But, um, you know, as you know better than I do, that doesn't necessarily translate into legislative action. So
1: TBD. So let's talk about the report itself that you've been working on which is the part of the reason why you were mentioned in the program what was in the report that was so important we looked at 10 of the largest data brokers
0: in the united states and did a survey of the data that they advertised on americans this is not something that is new people have done this before um, but we wanted to do it for two reasons one to update some of the existing scholarship, um, which was about a decade old, and two, to aggregate in one place all of these different uh, data elements that are sold on the open market. And so we found data brokers advertising data on people's demographic information, their race, their religion, their income level, um, you know, your marital status. We found data brokers advertising your political preferences and beliefs. that could tell you down to uh, a state political organization or a political commentator on TV who you supported and who you identified with. Um, And we also found them selling things like GPS locations, data on military personnel. It really was a comprehensive uh, profile, essentially, that these companies have on people and and sort of the thing i always say to policymakers is if we sat in a room and went around and were listing fun facts about ourselves you probably have to stop and think about you know about that at about 20 or 30 data points right you'd start to say okay what's something new a fun fact i can add to the conversation These companies have hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of those data points on individual people. Um, And so when you step back and think about it, it really, really is a mind-blowing
1: and disturbing uh, amount of information. They know what your favorite cable news anchor or who your favorite cable news anchor is?
0: That's right. There uh, was literally an Excel spreadsheet I was able to download where you could look within let's say the entertainment category and within that look at the streaming category and within that look at a particular service like hulu or netflix and within that look at what shows somebody was watching um and as you said just now there was the same version with politics you could see uh in this spreadsheet um that they were advertising to people like bill o'reilly do they like john oliver do they like um, you know, Ariana Huffington, which local party organizations do they support? So, really tracking everything about what we buy, who we talk to, uh, and even what we watch on TV.
1: So, I could, for example, pick a zip code and say, give me all the people who like Bill O'Reilly in this zip code? You could.
0: You could also find out things like their race and their income and their religion. You could. Uh, then target them with ads. You could even do all kinds of nefarious things with that data uh, that
1: would not be covered by any kind of of regulation whatsoever. It's impossible, irresistible, when doing this kind of research to start conjuring up sorts of awful things that could be done. I'm guessing you had a few in mind. Do do you just want to share with us some examples of the awful things that could be done with data like this?
0: Yeah, and and awful things uh, are already being done. Um, The most egregious uh, and unfortunately, one of the most frequent harms uh, is actually domestic violence. Um, For two and a half decades now, abusive individuals have been able to go to data brokers and buy information on people's whereabouts um and then use that to hunt them down and stalk them uh you know harass them harm them even kill them people have quite literally been murdered uh because of this data being available there was a case in 1999 where this woman um moved away and tried to get out of you know an abusive situation this uh person bought her information from a data broker and found her and killed her and then killed himself Um, there was another case in the 2000s where a college student was being stalked and then was found and murdered because of data broker data so um, people already are using this information to harm one another Uh, we also see a range of consumer exploitation issues scammers have bought information on people uh, to steal from them They just buy this data from data brokers and then use it to run uh, fraud uh, schemes and other things. We've seen health insurance companies buy up people's surgical histories and race and other information um, to run their pricing models and figure out how much people are going to cost them in the way of healthcare. So we can go on and on um, about, all of those things that are already happening. And then, as you said, there's also a set of potential risks, which includes things like a foreign nation state like China or Russia acquiring this information. We already know that the Chinese government scrapes American social media to gather data on Americans. We already know that When the russian government stole voter information in 2016 it used that to inform its disinformation so the fact that all of this data on us is out there on the open market introduces all kinds of security
1: risks as well i think most u.s adults have some sense that somebody is keeping track of whether they pay their credit card bills or whatnot there's a big database in the sky for stuff like that i think they'd be shocked that there are thousands of companies that have various points of data about them, these data brokers. As a last question, what can be done about this?
0: Well, we need, of course, a a, um, comprehensive privacy law, right? But the challenge is that that discussion has been going on for years, and it might go on for very many more without any actual movement. And so what we've been proposing in uh, in our project is that congress and also at the state level uh, introduce restrictions on data brokerage specifically again we need that comprehensive privacy law but you can carve off some of this stuff you can say things like ban the sale of gps data um, right even if i give my location to uber to call a ride for example preventing them from turning around and selling it to 20 other companies. Um, you can ban the sale of this data to certain foreign governments um, because none of that is is in
1: regulation right now. And where can people find out more about the report and about the project? The technology policy page at the Duke Sanford
0: School website uh, features a bunch of different projects we're working on from gender violence stuff to platform accountability to this work on data brokers.
1: Justin Sherman from Duke University, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Debugger is brought to you by Duke University's Sanford School of Public Policy and Duke's Canaan Institute for Ethics. My thanks to audio engineer Julio Gonzalez.